0: Good afternoon and uh, welcome to another uh, worship with a uh, Templar Knight. Um, I'd like to uh, congratulate our brothers in uh, in their another order um, of Templars who have opened up their church today and dedicated another church down in Florida or a church in Florida. Um, congratulations, and they're, a, they're knighting a few more people that have decided to take an oath and become a Templar Knight, Knight Templar. Um, congratulations. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, Christ and prayer. Now we're living in an age of tremendous power. We go to the Niagara Falls uh, uh, or some of the great dams of the world. And and we think, how much power goes out from these dams to, to light our cities and to turn the wheels of commerce? Electric power, up-and-coming thing, right? In 1945, the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Killed thousands of people. Atomic power. Today, a small piece of matter is placed on a ship, and that ship can go around the world from that power, nuclear power. At Cape Canaveral, a man can be shot thousands of miles into space under rocket power. We are told that there are many places in the world where a bomb can be launched so that it will fly thousands of miles into the heart of some other country. Missile power. But then the Christian's greatest available power is the power of prayer. Jesus said, If ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. He also said, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. We don't avail ourselves of this power simply by making a request. There must be a clean heart and life. There must be a surrendering of the will. There must be a sincere faith and a willing spirit. The request must be according to his will, and all of this must be for his glory. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. There are lots of preachers that tell us of an experience he had with uh, certain people. Let's just to pick a couple. This couple was not getting along very well. And uh, we're about to get a divorce. The preacher came to their house to talk to them about the problem. He said to the man, Now you sit right over here and I'll tell you and tell me your side of the story. The man uh, started talking and, and told all about the wife's faults. He soon finished his little spiel. And then the preacher said to the wife, Now I've heard his side. Tell me what you have to say. He admonished the husband and, and to keep quiet while his wife talked, uh, just as uh, he had did the wife earlier. So the wife began to talk and told about all the faults of her husband. When she had finished, the uh, preacher said to them, Now I want you to kneel down here beside me while I'll pray for you. The husband knelt on one side of the preacher and the wife on the other side while the preacher prayed for them when he had finished his prayer their eyes were streaming with tears And the preacher said now don't get up but stay on your knees and pray i'm going to leave an hour later the woman called the preacher on the phone and and said with happiness in her voice thank you thank you for coming over tonight we stayed on our knees and, and and We were praying after you left, and we had made up and settled everything. We'll see you in in church Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, the man came forward to give his heart to Christ, while the backslidden wife came forward to transfer her membership from from a distant church. Prayer saved that home. And there are many homes today that need saving in the same way. Prayer can change our loved ones. You know, we've seen. Uh, I'm gonna. We've seen unsaved brothers before and sisters. I'm gonna talk about Templar knights. We've seen unsaved brothers. You know, and 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 I gave my heart to Christ. I I began to pray for another brother's conversion. We're in this, We were in the same city. For a while, and he would often come and visit, and I talked to him about being a Christian. He would he would put me off and say, "No, not now. I, I I'll do it someday." But I kept on praying for him, and there came a time, um, when I was at a spot where he was living at the time, and the first night I was there, I had an invitation. I gave him an invitation to give his heart to Christ. For five, ten years I was after him. And then one day uh, he passed away. It was unfortunate. And at his funeral, um, he was happy. He seemed, Well, he wasn't happy, but I was happy that I had not given up praying for him for all those years. Prayer can save our churches. Many of them are going down. They have their stated service and they go through all these forms, but no one is being saved. Why is that? You know, you find other people that feel the same way. You make a covenant to come to church and you pray together for the church one hour each night just pray for that church that you go to to help bring people forward and and be saved this can happen we just have to stick together we need prayer for our nation believe me it needs saving It's drowning in drink and wallowing in worldliness, and and it's a sinking in sin. Millions of our people, if they would get right with God and pray earnestly, our nation would be saved. Wasn't that what God was talking about when he said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. People, we need to come together, especially in the world, in the United States, and pray, and go to God. Christ is our example in prayer. Before we decide to do any course of action, we should look up to Jesus and take him as our example. He prayed from the cradle to the grave. He spent 40 days in prayer at the beginning of his ministry. When they sought to make him king, he prayed. He prayed all night on many occasions and often before the disciples had awakened. He was on his knees. He prayed before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed while dying on the cross. If Jesus, who was so perfect, needed to pray, if Jesus, who had all the power in heaven and earth, needed to pray, how much more do we weak sinners need to pray? Prayer and revival. Every great revival has been preceded by prayer. Before Pentecost, the the disciples prayed for 10 days. The power fell on thousands who saved in a day. In 1857, one man spent part of his lunch hour in prayer for revival. Soon he was joined by others and then others and then others. They prayed and the great revival broke out and many were saved. Many people were saved. A little woman uh, came up to uh, L. R. Scarborough, Doctor Scarborough, uh, when he was conducting a revival. She said, "We're going to have to have a great revival." "How do you know?" he asked. She said, "For many months I have prayed every day for a revival come to our church, and this morning while others were asleep, I was on my knees pleading with God for those lost people of our city." Doctor Scarborough uh, said that before the meeting was over, he saw. Hundreds won to the Savior. Hundreds of people came to God. This is what our great nation needs. More revivals. Just before the first revival, um, that, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He, he came together at night for prayer. God gave him one of the most successful and spiritual meetings um, that I have ever seen. And I've been to one to in my time. Um, Sometimes I hear someone say, we don't have revivals like we used to, and that's true. We don't, but I can see our country starting. Um, Maybe the answer is right here in the Bible. Ye have not, because ye ask not. James chapter 4, verse 2. In the olden days, some people would spend nights in prayer for their lost loved ones. How much do we pray for them today? How much do we pray for the lost souls who gave their lives for our freedoms in this country, our freedoms of religion? Memorial Day is the day to do that. Memorial Day, we should be spending on our knees and in prayer to God, thanking that he gave these people to defend our rights. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. So Memorial Day, maybe you can should consider that. Pray. We must pray for ourselves. Here. Someone offered this formula. Draw a circle on the floor. Stand in the center of that circle. And ask God to send, uh, send a revival to that circle where We can have a revival, we must get right with ourselves, right? I have a book, perhaps you should read. It's called Defined Who God Says You Are. It was written by uh Stephen and Alex Kender, I do believe, Kendricks, the Kendricks brothers like get that book read it go through it it'll help we must pray for the power of of the holy spirit it's it it is not enough to invite a uh, a person to your church and announce and advertise and go through all this stuff but the power of the holy spirit Saith the Lord's host in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 6. Where do you get this power? You empty your heart of all else and invite God to come in. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give, the Holy Spirit, to them that ask him? Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. And we must pray for these lost souls. We must have a loved one or any other person that you know that was lost. How often do you pray for her? A story, a young man got into serious trouble with the law and was put in prison. His weepy mother said, it's all my fault. When we lived out in the country, I prayed earnestly twice a day for my boy. But then when he moved into the city and he got into swim of society and she was saying i was caught up in the worldly things that i neglected to pray for my son i drifted away from god and the church i lost my spiritual influence over my son and he began to run with the wrong crowd now mm-hmm. he has gone down into sin he has been placed in prison and my heart is broken but it's all my fault if I kept on praying earnestly for him, I'm sure this awful thing would not have happened. And who knows but that uh, she was correct. A prayer for the lost is lost one is, is of agony. Quote, that thou sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him psalms chapter 126 verses 5 through 6. for as soon as zion traveled she brought forth her children isaiah 66 verse 8 today we have too much dry-eyed preaching too many mechanical songs too much service rendered only in the flesh and not in spiritual a lot of times you go to church and I see the preacher talking about the accomplishments that the church have made. Where are these souls that they're supposed to be bringing into that church and saving? You know it's great that you can accomplish things in church with a church that, yes, we've 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 helped a lot of children. We've fed a lot of people, but are you feeding the spiritual love that they need? In that church are you bringing more people to that church to help spread the word of God God's greatest promise on prayer against I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven, Matthew chapter eighteen, uh, verse nineteen. Um, Doctor George uh, W. Truitt preached one day on this text. I'm I'm going from a, some stuff that I had found um, after the service. A little woman came up to him and said, uh, "And said, uh, do you believe what you preached this morning?" He assured her that uh, he did. And she said, all right, my husband is a steamship captain. Now, this is going way back on the river. And I want you to join with me in praying that he will be saved in this church. That was a big order, a tall order for Dr. To have promised her that he would uh, join with her in the strength of God's promise in the text. That night, he saw a man church with with a woman this particular woman. And he surmised that uh, he was her lost husband. When the invitation was given, the man walked out with his wife, but she smiled at the preacher as if to say, don't worry, God will keep his promise. Well, the next morning, as this uh, preacher waited in the study before the service, there came a knock on the door. When he opened the door, there was that steamship, Captain. He came right in. And he said, I couldn't sleep last night after hearing your sermon, and, I, and I've and come this morning to ask you to tell me how to be saved. Two people had taken God at his word, and he kept his promise. Many things need to be done in preparation for a revival, but the greatest of these is in prayer. Yeah, I gave you one more revival uh, Example. This gentleman was in a meeting in a in a country church, and a man his name was Christian, and he was what he was at every service. He bore the name, but he was unsaved. I was told that he was one of the worst men in the community. One of the members approached uh, and told and and told him it, and was telling another person about him. Uh, He comes to the revivals every year and then goes off to criticize all that was going on. But it's different this year. We have not heard a word of criticism from him. (coughs) Excuse me. I wonder why. Huh. So the preacher went up to the lost man and asked uh, if he uh, wouldn't give his heart to Christ. He shook his head and said, and and he said to him, If I were in your place, I would get on my knees and ask God to save me. That's what the preacher told him. And then he returned to the pulpit where a lot of people uh, had come to make their decision for Christ. Suddenly, the preacher looked around and saw Mr. Christian coming down the aisle. And he said to the preacher, Can you stop the song and let me get in that line? I want to give my heart to Jesus. Of course, of course the preacher said, and he did just that. Then this young man who was leading the singing whispered to me whispered to the preacher, if God can save that man he said, he can save anybody in the world. God did save him and a year later when this uh, community had another revival, the people told that mr. Christian Mr. Christ- told the preacher that Mr. Christian had become one of their best members yeah god will save men and god will make churches over if they're willing to pay the price in prayer you must pay that price just pray that's all you need to do pray let's get on with our worship for the day Hear God's call to your worship through his word. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your name is near. We recount the wondrous deeds. We bless you for the your preservation of us during the past night, and we desire to acknowledge again our dependence upon you and, and our unfeigned obligation towards you. We thank you for having poured down upon us so many blessings in this life, We thank you for our health and strength, for our food and dress, and for all the comforts and conveniences in which we enjoy. But above all, we praise you for that inestimable privilege of being born in a land of religious light and knowledge. For these and for all various and great mercies we would render unto you, you a grateful heart. And we would endeavor to show our gratitude, not with our lips only, but with our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days on earth. Amen. Hear God's law and his will for your life. O Lord, our Lord Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Confess your sins to God. O oh Lord, you have mercy upon us. Take away all, take away from me my sins, and mercifully kindle in me the fire of your Holy Spirit. Take away from me the heart of stone, and give me a chance, and give me a heart of flesh, a heart to love and adore you, a heart to delight you, to follow and enjoy you for Christ's sake. Amen. Receive these words of comfort from God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Confess what you believe about the Christian faith. Whoever whoever desires to be saved should above all hold to the Catholic faith. Anyone who does not keep it keep it whole and unbroken will doubtless perish eternally. Now this is the Catholic faith, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding their persons nor dividing the essence. For the person of the Father is a distinct person. The person of the Son is another, and that of the Holy Spirit is still another. But the divinity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is one. The glory equal to the majesty are co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such as the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father is uncreated, the Son is uncreated, the Holy Spirit is uncreated. The Father is immeasurable, the Son is immeasurable, the Holy Spirit is immeasurable. The Father is eternal, the Son is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal. And yet there are not three eternal beings, but there is one eternal being. So too are there not three uncreated or immeasurable beings. There is but one uncreated and immeasurable being. Similarly, the Father is Almighty, the Son is Almighty, the Holy Spirit is Almighty. Yet there are not three Almighty beings, there is but one Almighty Being. Thus the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Yet there are not three Gods, but there is but one God. Thus the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. Yet there are not three Lords, but there is but one Lord. Just as Christian truth compels us to confess each person individually as God and Lord, So Catholic religion forbids us to say that there are three gods or lords. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Listen to these words and ask God to enlighten your mind and heart. O make your word a swift word, passing from ear to the heart, from the heart to the lip in conversation that as the rain returns not empty so neither may your word but accomplish that for which is given amen let's make our request to god and and listen to this prayer and, and pray lord your mighty hand and outstretched arm O oh lord still be our defense your mercy and loving kindness in Jesus Christ, your dear Son, our salvation. Your true and holy word, our instruction. Your grace and Holy Spirit, our comfort and consolation, unto the end and in the end. Amen. Take another minute and further petition our Lord Jesus Christ in your own personal prayer. Please keep in mind, prayer about the sick. Pray about the unsaved. Pray about our nation. Pray about the church and pray about the world. In closing, let's pray the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. First off, thank you for joining me here today. God bless you all, and I hope you listen to these podcasts. A lot of times I don't get on here as often as I should, and I apologize for that. Um, just uh, have been in a uh, busy mode and not enough time, and I'm hoping that somebody would help me with this podcast if uh, my Templar brothers and sisters listen to this. I really could use your help in uh, taking this over for a while. Anyway, um, remember this is Memorial Weekend. Pray for our fallen. It's important. And pray for our nation, for sure. Um, Because they did give their lives for this nation, and I hate to see it go to waste by uh, useless deaths, I guess I would say that. I don't really want to say it that way. But anyway, um, they're not useless deaths but death nonetheless. So please keep all the, our fallen soldiers that gave the ultimate price for us. Pray to God. Pray to God that our country turns around and and starts with the heart and following Jesus Christ. That's where we need to go. Anyway, if you care to uh, have a prayer request done that we can uh, pass on to our people, or I can even, if you care to have your prayer said on our podcasts, I'm more than happy to do that if, if it's helpful in that way to spread it. Um, or if you care to learn more about becoming a, uh, a Templar Knight or a Templar, And join an order. Please visit our our website at www.americanknightstemplars.com. Also, uh, congratulations! We have a commandery under us now that's out of Uganda, and another one forming in Kenya. And we're so thankful that God is spreading His light. Eventually, these two countries. in Africa will become a grand priory under us of the OSMTJ International, under the regent. Unfortunately, he's he's passed away, but uh, we continue on. There's many countries that are with us now and have been with us, and uh, we're looking forward to growth. To help uh, spread the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. To be helpful in your community. And to become part of our order. So again, if you care to learn more about the Templars or want questions answered, you can go to our website at www.americanightstemplars.com. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And remember, pray. Pray every day, every hour, as often as you can. Pray. God bless.